Welcome to Cerebral, my reflections on various random topics that I come across by consuming quality content through books, articles, video lectures, and sometimes tweets. Dead people cannot write autobiographies. Hard work beats hard luck. That's the point that struck my mind while watching a random hard work motivation video that popped up on my YouTube feed. I was once a fan of these motivational videos but slowly I got fed up of them and started doing things. Now I just watch them for the sake of learning about biases such as casual linking. You know I get the idea of selling optimism to the masses and maybe these motivational videos help some people to do certain things. But there was something so wrong with the quote that I started this podcast with. If you observe the real world, then you'd find out that it's the hard luck that is among many things that beats hard work. You'll be considered extremely unlucky only when you've worked very hard for something and still didn't achieve it. To be honest and real, there's nothing out there that beats hard luck. But anyway, this was just one of the things that those motivational videos tell. The worst is when they observe successful people and casually link their daily habits to their success. Almost every self-help book is filled with messages like risk-taking, self-esteem, optimism, and then straight out of the hipster dictionary, hustle. We'd get to know why these are so wrong at so many levels, but first, I guess I have some explaining to do for the title of this podcast. I spent the entire month of September reading Nassim Taleb's book called Black Swan. It usually doesn't happen that I'm stuck at one single book for an entire month, but this book is too deep to speed read. Taleb always has a lot to offer to his readers. His writing keeps going back and forth from Roman history to the present time, drawing influences from everywhere. One of the topics he mentioned in the book which inspired this podcast is silent evidence. He wrote, "More than 2000 years ago, The Roman orator, belletrist, thinker, stoic, manipulative politician and usually virtuous gentleman Marcus Tullius Cicero presented the following story. One Diagoras, a non-believer in the gods, was shown painted tablets bearing the portraits of some worshippers who prayed and then survived a subsequent shipwreck. The implication was that praying protects you from drowning. Diagoras asked where were the pictures of those who prayed then drowned the history only remembers and quotes people who prayed and survived the shipwreck people casually linked the prayers offered by the people as being the reason for their survival nobody checked if people who died also prayed or not the dead people didn't get to write their autobiographies and tell their side of the story History is always written by the winners. No. History is actually written by the survivors. People who survived get to write their stories and often the narrative that is set is that the reason for their survival was something other than luck. Well, I'm not saying that the people who have written history or about whom the history is written about are nothing but lucky people, but due to the silent evidence policy, only the rosier side of the story is told. History never interviews people in the graveyard. Silent evidence observes the stories of failures. It focuses on people who are dead, events that aren't in spotlight, and plans that didn't work, and weren't reported about. Coming back to the topic of self-help books and motivational videos, you see, 
a lot of these self-help books are titled as 10 things that millionaires do. People then read up those 10 habits of successful people and then try to imitate that in their own lives. They work hard, take risks, eat oatmeal, wake up early only to find that none of that worked. For one success, there's thousands of failures that followed the same path and didn't find success. There is no book written about those thousands of failures and the people who succeed live under the illusion that their success was only and only the product of their work. This ignorance about the role of chance in our lives leads to survivorship bias. I pointed out in my previous podcast that people are outcome-centric and don't observe the process that led to someone's success. The generalization of the particular leaves a lot of people failing to see what isn't apparent. Take for example the advice of taking risks. Taking risks is a bad advice because it doesn't focus on the mental math that risk taking requires. Most of the risks we take are intuitive. People say one thing common between all winners is taking risks, but they fail to see that one thing common between all bankrupt people is also taking risks. We are always sold this billionaire dropout story, all because it sounds sexy. A lot of passionate students get motivated by these stories and drop out from the institutions only to find out that it wasn't the dropout factor that led to some dropouts being billionaires. Only a few dropouts make it to the end of the funnel. According to Forbes, 84% of people in Forbes 400 list were people with graduate degree or higher. Again, this may not be the cause of their success, but this 84% people don't get to brag that they are proud degree holders. They are the silent evidence. It's pretty common that you see an article that proudly proclaims that some person predicted an incident few years ago and it happened exactly the way he or she said it. That person believes that he or she possesses some magical ability to foresee the future. What people don't observe is that for every forecast that got it right, there's ton of predictions and forecasts from the same person that were nowhere close. There were a whole lot of predictions made about things like oil prices, currencies, climate change, poverty, and most of them were nowhere close to being true. If the media starts reporting about the failing predictions the same way they do about the predictions that got it right, I think we'd all have our news feeds spammed with too many articles every day. If you ask an experienced gambler about his or her success, he or she will likely link it with his or her ability. People fail to see that only the lucky gamblers would have survived being hit by bad luck for so long. The bankrupt gamblers get eliminated out of the game in the early years and only the lucky ones survive to do the chest thumping. Similar thing happens in the case of books. The book market is a good example of winner takes all. The 1% authors make almost all of the book sales. For every successful book published, there are thousands of books that were ignored by the publisher. A lot of wisdom died in the books that never made the list. The 1% authors get to speak about the success and how they made it. Aspiring authors try to copy the 1% authors' writing styles only to find out that they lost against hard luck. It's not that the top authors are bad, it's that they are less great than they proclaim to be. A lot of history, literature, science etc. is dead and would never be available for the world to read. They didn't make it to the end of the funnel. Similarly, the narrative that the army makes people tough is pushed quite commonly. People see patriotic films being played on their television screens and there is, or there is some news channel that is openly criticizing the enemy nation and 
then young men and women get inspired by that and decide to toughen up themselves by joining the army and serving the nation. The problem here is with the statement that I began this paragraph with. Army to some extent does make people tough, but largely it is only the tough people that make it to the end of the funnel. Media interviews the people that made it to the end of the funnel and people observe how tough these people are and make a false narrative in their mind that army made these people so tough. The silent evidence remains dead at the top of the funnel. Taleb says this very well in his book that he's not telling people to not take risks, but to not take risks blindly. Psychologist and Nobel Prize winner Daniel Kahneman has given us evidence that we generally take risks not out of our bravado, but out of our ignorance and blindness to probability. We also have to look towards the intensity of consequences related to something. If the results that it arrived from the ignorance of silent evidence are devastating, then I guess probably it's time for some critical thinking to do. The idea is not to take less risks, but it is to not take risks blindly. I'm pretty sure that we'd all come across those motivational videos again. Worse than that, we all would get to hear a celebrity accepting their award and telling how passionate him or her was or how passion led to him or her being successful. Just remember at that moment that think about the graveyard. I'm sure there's good number of unknown passionate people up there.